The following episode was recorded prior to the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Yes, he is our king, Chadwick Boseman. He starred in Black Panther. He played Thurgood Marshall. He also starred as James Brown and Jackie Robinson and captured our hearts in just a short time. He was a real life superhero to most, but to black people, he was T'Challa. He had our love and respect. He gave us our superhero on screen and gave us the performance of a lifetime. He uplifted us in a way we had not seen on screen in forever. See, in the African culture, which has been passed to the African-American culture, we take on the village mentality. One takes care of the other. Families look out for one another. It takes a village to raise a child. We are one together. Chadwick embodied all of that. From uplifting black women and pushing them to the forefront to visiting sick kids who had cancer when he himself was dying, he pushed forward for others. He is our king from Anderson, South Carolina, a flashing comet streaking across the sky. He wasn't here long, but he burned hot while he was. You are an ancestor now young king you have done your work you represent it for us now it's your time to rest young king then wake up and debate with thurgood maybe hit the ball a little with jackie then dance a little with james then retreat to the hills of wakanda under the trees to join the ancestors sleep well t'challa he was our king. Bombay. Hello and welcome to A Conversation with Open Minds, where today we're going to have a lighthearted discussion about superheroes. We decided to come up with uh, the combination between Marvel and DC and try to pick the best superhero, best villain that we thought, I guess, or that we liked. Uh, Today, I'm here again with Noah. Hello, everybody. And I'm also here with Randall. Show you right, everybody. What's going on? (laughs) And so I think we'll just get right into it, and uh, we'll let Noah go first this time and tell us about his Marvel or DC superhero or villain, wherever he wants to start. We'll go from there. All right. Well... Um, we kind of went along the lines of movies and not so much of the comics, um, just because the comic books are so vast and, you know, I, I'm not the most well-read person, even when it comes to comic books. Um, but I do have a fair awareness of the comics. Um, the cool thing about the comics, the books is that there's a lot of crossover. Uh, there's a lot more in depth about this and that. The thing I don't like about the comic books is that it kind of gets into a bit of a soap opera. Um, with these people and that person and then they're related to this person and then they team up and then there's this person's the villain and then yeah. this person's the hero. It gets so complicated. But they've been going on for so long 
Um, and you know, it is cool on a certain level that they, they that it, it does do that. But so they were the pioneers. So they really, you know, it's hard to say that, you know, Marvel is not as good because they weren't the first. Um, Marvel, I think, is a little bit better, in my opinion, than the DC stuff, because I think DC was a little bit, since they were the first, they were a little bit more generic. I mean, Superman, Batman. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of didn't really talk to too much other than, you know, hey, here's a cool story, which is fine. The thing I like about Marvel, and I, I was reading this, I heard this a while ago, and I was reading this, it was a little bit of what um, Stan Lee had said, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he was very uh, progressive person when it came to race and diversity, and he said something to the effect of, you know, let's put it out there right now that discrimination and bigotry is the worst uh, social problem that we are facing which Mm. was kind of interesting. And then they broke it down a little further to show that, you know, when it comes to the X-Men specifically that he created is that you look at the characters involved and you've got different kind of factions um, of the mutants, the X-Men that you've got professor X who was more of like the Martin Luther King of the, of the, of the time and the group and the people that he was very um, nonviolent. And then on the other side of it, you had somebody that was a little bit more, and this is very basic, a little bit more militant about things where you had Magneto was more of like the Malcolm X personality and persona where let's take it to the people. But I thought that was really cool that he made it a social aspect Mm -hmm. of, you know, without people even realizing it, that he was making a commentary on society and race. And that was back in the sixties too, which was crazy. So I really give my hat, my, I tip my hat to Stanley and all the people that worked on Marvel, you know, the, well, even if you look, you can't, even if you look at you like can't the just... Sentinels and when they had on X-Men, at least when they had the yes. anti-mutant yes. association, when the guy was going out and, and, uh, you know, basically trying to, well, and go he, ahead. he's, yeah, he said the Sentinel were like the police brutalizing all the mutants, all the black people and that were trying to change things for the better. I mean, they had different ways they were trying to do it, but. All of it was really a very social commentary by Marvel Comics with True. the X-Men. And like I said, I thought that was pretty impressive. So what, what else did you No, I was on? just saying how uh, I was just actually watching an episode of X-Men when I was, um, you know, doing this research and with the whole uh, hate speech. They didn't have hate speech on there, but they had like uh, they had an association to get rid of mutants. So kind of like backing up what you said. Yeah. You know, and they would show the worst side of mutants and then put it on TV for people to see. And that grew their base. You know, it's kind of it sounds like 2020, yeah. but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> history, history repeats yeah. itself, doesn't it? But anyway, we're going to keep <laughs> Unfortunately, in, in some ways, we're not going to. So, yeah, but that's what I, yeah. all I want to say. So I just I, like I said, I got to tip my hat off to Marvel. Uh, to Stanley and and making that a point of you know part of their their story and their characters was wasn't just about you know this this alien from another planet that comes and embraces the American way of life with truth justice and the American way is you know Superman. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. I will say I'm all over the place with this, but I will say when it comes to Superman, and there was a movie not that long ago, a couple of years ago, that kind of illustrated this. That you've got an entity. He's not a human. He's not a man. Superman, he is an entity that could basically do anything that he wants on this planet, and yet he does the mm-hmm. right thing. 
or he could have destroyed the entire planet. Yeah, but then you know what else is he going to do? Gonna rule Go somewhere over, else. Rule over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you think this is the only planet around? Because <laughs> Krypton blew well, up. He might not be a Superman on another planet. So, but he might. He's got to have you know, the yellow. He's got to have the yellow sun. You know. I, I was going to say technically he wasn't really a Superman on Krypton either. Right. Yeah. So I think on Krypton he would have just been regular. Yeah, he'd have been, been like, like or something. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been a regular Bro. man. He would have been a regular <laughs> man. <laughs> 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 regular ass superman. Yeah, yeah. Would you like paper or plastic? I guess I'm looking at my list, and uh, I had, you know, five. I didn't have them in order, but I guess if I had to pick number one, it's hard. It's between two, but I guess if I had to pick, I would say my number one was Iron Man. I, you know, I just, uh, it was close, but. You, you didn't realize it was the superheroes, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm explaining that. <laughs> 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 I'm going to Go ahead. Just like that, man, we had this discussion. We've had this discussion. To me, yeah, Riches. To me, his technology and his smarts make him super. Just, just like somebody's power make him super. His yeah. intellect, his intellect. His suit, his super suits, his techno mm-hmm. makes him super because if, mm-hmm. he, if he was ordinary of it, anybody could do it, then we would have mm-hmm. two million Iron Man, but we don't. We only got one Tony Stark. And as we saw in the movies, when it was time to step up and it was time to be super and to put it on the line, mm-hmm. Iron Man was there. Mm-hmm. That that to me, that part when I thought about it last night because it was between two people, and uh, I said, "Okay, I guess it's a coin flip." So, well, this person put his himself on the line. In case you haven't watched the movie, people blur out. Right. Spoiler! Spoiler! Spoiler alert! But Iron Iron Man did that, yeah, you know. But he put on the line. To me, his intellect, his tech, his genius, you know that his super suit that made him super. You know, just like Batman. You know, me and KT have this all the time, but right. yeah, <laughs> we yeah, always but, do. You know, I just feel like <laughs> Iron Man was. If I had to pick a number one, you know, he would be mm-hmm. my number one. Another quick thing I would say about Iron Man too is the reason why I say he's a superhero, along with with Batman, is when it came down to making a decision of what they needed to do, even though it would cost them a little bit of freedom. He told Captain America, which Captain America, I could get into him, but he told him, we need to defend ourselves, even if it's even if it's like at a court. I didn't agree with it at the time, but the more I think about it, the court, I mean, he told him Thanos was coming. He had the dreams. He knew. And Captain America didn't listen. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that's part of his super power is his very intellectual. Even Thanos recognized that he was super. Yeah. So that's my thing. That's why I thought yeah. Iron Man is a superhero. My number one. Okay. Yeah. I'll accept Thank you, KT. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, it's not my list, so I, I, I will accept yes. <laughs> agree with it. But, but well, that's all right. Bat, Batman's a superhero, too. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yes. No, he's not moving on. <laughs> yes. Okay, go ahead. My little rant about it. So I don't know. Do you want me to start like my number sure. one for go hero ahead, then? Man. Wherever you want, man. Right. Go ahead. So my number, my number one hero would be Superman for that reason alone that, you know, he's got all this power and yet he does things to help 
the little person. He helps to try to do the right thing for everybody, um, whether it is the American way or not. Um, I just find that that's pretty impressive that an entity could be that powerful. And yeah, he could do anything basically, but he doesn't have his weaknesses. And that was cool um, that, you know, you, you got to have that, you know, that Achilles heel, if you will. But um, so Superman would be my first favorite hero. For I like that it. Reason. I like it. Me too. Superman, man, man. Me too, because he's on my list. Okay. Well, go ahead, KT. All right. For similar reasons, um, and once again, I will preface with, I didn't really read any of the comics. I do have some, but I don't have an extensive comic book um, knowledge of the characters, so to speak. So a lot of mine did come from what I've read and movies. So yes, Superman would be my number one for similar reasons. Um I did like the portrayal of that character in some of the movies, but I do feel like Man of Steel was probably the best portrayal of that particular character um, because it showed a softer side, but yet also a side that when it needs to be done, I will be the one yeah. to do it. Mm. And, you know, when, when, when he, you know, didn't want to kill anybody, he didn't. But when General Zud needed to go, it was like, I have to be the one to do it and I will take that. So for that reason, it was like, I felt like he was, he is a superhero. I should say that. Don't compared start to a lot that, of the man, others. But anyway. <laughs> we'll get into that. Don't start it. What you got next, though? Captain America, and especially from the movies. I thought Chris Evans did a great job of, you know, making that character kind of humble. Um but the thing I like about him is that he was a scrawny, a scrawny, weak kid, you know, guy that kept wanting to go and do the right thing, you know, fight in the army. And, you know, he wanted to do that at the sacrifice of himself, willing to be the experiment. And so he was a good guy with a good heart that wanted to be the best warrior. And that's what he wound up becoming, basically. So I kind of like him that he does the right thing again, like Superman, you know, he does the right thing for the right people. Um, to a fault, I see though, a his, theme. I see a his, theme going. Yeah, on his humanity is probably his greatest weakness. <laughs> yeah, and and then when you talk about civil war, you know, he, he it, it was hard to really pick a villain, um, other than the Winter Soldier. I but, you know, then you've got Captain America. That that's his friend. From that's what he remembers him as, and he feels that redemption in him in the in the Winter Soldier. And he's got to defend that. But I thought that was an interesting dynamic. But... I, I would have said Tony Stark was a villain in Civil War. Yeah. But that, that's for he, another he, day. What? Not the villain. I would argue that he wasn't yeah. the villain, but he was yeah. the one that he wanted revenge. No, he was. He, wanted revenge. he sold them out. He, he sold did. Them. Well, okay. Okay. I can kind of see He did. That. He sold right. them out. Right. And then and then realized the error of his mistake and realized that he shouldn't have because now he was being played. Yeah. But it was too late. But you could also look at, and I know we're venturing off topic here, is that the reason yeah. why he so can digress out was because Captain America would not listen. He would he doesn't <laughs> negotiate, he doesn't that's true. You know, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He's very when, stubborn. When Iron about Man that. was clearly right. Yeah. He was well, clearly right. He is. He is. But you also have to realize that Tony Stark has always come off very arrogant. Very hard-headed, very know-it-all, and he doesn't really listen to anybody himself because he feels yeah. he's the smartest he guy in the room. But <laughs> okay. to a certain degree, and, yes. 
in a technology in, in a technological argument yes he's the smartest guy in the room but everything they talked about was not always technological based and so he wasn't always the smartest but he always felt like he was the smartest and then when he wasn't he'd make jokes about everybody but, else or something but just to kind of play Captain it off america had the nerve and end game to come back when they finally found iron man it was like yeah we need to do something to stop Thanos. i was like really <laughs> that's what you're gonna do <laughs> Well, but you have to think about it. Tony Stark painted himself into that corner by being the arrogant dick that he was, that when you say stuff, people aren't always going to believe you just because you're the one saying it. And if he was, I think, a little bit more, I think if he was a little bit humble in the beginning, I think they would have believed him when he said what he said. But because he was always the the yeah. one I don't know, projecting that it was probably very hard for them to just kind of go, sure, Plus, when he whatever, when Tony. He messed up with Ultron and Jarvis. That really swayed yeah. the team. To exactly. Another yeah. huge screw yeah. up by Tony Stark. But, you know, I mean, uh, uh, all in all, great guy, but he did have some yeah. major F ups. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they, all, yeah. they all do. Yeah. There's Which always, brings always, me, yep, the, Thor was to me, a superhero and truly didn't become badass until Ragnarok. And that's when I fell into that particular character. Cause up until that point, I thought he was just a blonde haired guy with a hammer. (laughs) And it was like, so what, you know, go, go build some, you know, fences or whatever it is you're going to do, dude, because you're not doing anything else right now, except you fell in love with Jane. I think it was whatever. So, yeah. Ragnarok, I think, was when they really started to branch the character out more into his own. And that was when I was... And then even Fat Thor was even funnier at that particular point. He fell off Um, right there. But that was when I thought... Yeah, fell off, man. But anyways, I mean, Thor Thor is my guy. So, cool. (laughs) Well, what you got, Rich? Which was... It was almost a tie with Iron Man, but I'm pretty sure y'all probably know it. Black Panther... Man, let me tell you. With to me, he was the equivalent yep. to Captain America. Yeah, I think so for, yes. for mm-hmm. Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. But the only thing that uh, I saw different is, of course, the cultural aspect. We know about that, and I'm glad Marvel. Man, Marvel does a masterful job with getting their directors. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Coogler for that was the perfect director because he he captured that essence of, you know, African life, of cultural Mm -hmm. experience, and he wrapped it into a superhero Mm -hmm. movie. And I just think the only thing, the only Mm -hmm. difference between Captain America and Black Panther is Black Panther, towards the end, when he did deal with Killmonger, he understood the significance of what they did to Killmonger. Yes. He didn't say it was right. He didn't yes. say it was right, but he understood right. and he tried to save him, but he could not. Yeah, that was. And that I think was, that's the only thing. Correct. That yeah. was such a good movie, and that you know that the villain was doing bad things, but did it you know for the supposedly the right reason. You know, he took some of that yeah. that idea and incorporated it in a good way. So yeah, I, that was a fantastic movie from beginning to end. It wasn't. It was by no means like, hey, here's the black superhero, here's the token movie. No, yeah, it yeah. was not. It was a fantastic movie, did a great job. I mean, everything was so good about it. 
that's why I'm I'm anticipating what DC is going to do with Black Adam because they it could either be really good if they get the right director or bad because I've been looking up aspects of Black Adam. You know, they're it's kind of cultural. You know, it looks like it's going to be based in maybe Egypt or, or during Egyptian time, the beginning of it. So they need to get that right, and I'm hoping they do. But anyway, that's just my two cents. We'll see. Yeah, I yeah. agree with it. That, so that was my good. number two. You know, Randall, I think you huh. might have uh, swayed my vote a little bit because when you look at what Black Panther was, like you said, he was almost the equivalent of Captain America, except he was the yeah. ruler of his kingdom, basically. Exactly. He had, you know, like responsibilities that Captain mm-hmm. America didn't have. So mm-hmm. Black Panther might be uh, up there above Captain America just for that reason right there. Yeah. So I dig it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's back to All you, right. though. Now that I have to say anything more about that, I would say Black Panther was my number three. But go ahead, no. I mean, you said, you, you said as much as I wanted to say about it, so don't no, 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 reiterate. No, so, so go yeah, ahead, no. So Cap, uh, Captain America's out my of Black Panther. My computer got and, hacked again. Okay. You got to change your log on to you know, the greatest know of all time. Right? You can't see it anymore. I know. My password shouldn't be one, two, three, four, five. So... When it comes to all the movies and everything, um, I, I give props to Deadpool for doing what they did when they did it and just coming out with that hilarious, hilarious mm-hmm. movie. Ryan Reynolds was perfect. Um, they just funny. did what Deadpool was supposed to be about, and you know they held nothing back um, in both of the, the Deadpool 1 and 2. And then they came out with the Christmas special with Fred Savage. That was funny. I didn't so, see that. It was... It was yeah, more of the same, but it was supposedly they they tie that Fred, um, what's his name, aspect into it. It just was silly and stupid, but it was still funny. They didn't they didn't mess it up, so it was still mm-hmm. good. So Deadpool for that right there was just so good. It was such a breath of fresh air from all the seriousness and the silliness of the movies. They didn't take themselves yeah. too serious, and they just made a really great movie. Deadpool, I love it. Nice. So, there you go. All right. Very good. Very good. So, KT, right, are, you you gonna, are you going to go or are you going to just skip over number three? Or? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, skip number three because number three oh, okay. was Black Panther. Um, relatively the same reason you said. Um, I, I couldn't probably say it any number better. Four, then, so. Or you want me to go? Go ahead. With so I better. I, yeah, go I with, go with the next go, one. Because that way, you know, he doesn't just say, yeah, what they just said. All right. <laughs> what he said. All right. Well, my my next one, number four, once again, not in any order of priority, but just number four on the list for me I was like Blade. That. When I mm. saw that, I was like, okay, I didn't think about that. And then when you put it, I yeah. was like, man, I should have yeah. done that. But then I couldn't change it. So. And the only the, the only reason was partly because I actually just saw the the original movie not long ago, and I watched it again and forgot that I really liked that character. And it's almost like because of how long ago it was and with everything that they're doing now, yeah. you almost forget that Wesley Snipes played, you know, played in three movies and three, Big to time. me, very good Money. movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. It almost goes just glossed over. So, yeah, for me, Blade is up there. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, dang, I forgot about that. Yeah, and you know, Wesley Snipes (laughs) gets a bad rap, but he is a really good actor. He is. He is really good. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He is. Well, my number three, 
and like I said, I didn't put them in order, but now I'm trying to put them in order. And as y'all talking, I'm deciphering why I want this one. And my three could be four and my four could be three. But my number three, I'm going to go with because of how I talked about the movie. I'm going to go with Aquaman. I know that's controversial. Mm. <laughs> hey man, you're making all the sounds. Like, okay, what? <laughs> it's all right, no, it's, it's okay, man. Yeah. Like I told one of our colleagues, I won't say his name. We were talking the other night, and I said he told me he was like, "Oh yeah, Aquaman was okay, but you know, I just felt like William DeVoe, and when he hears this, he'll know I'm talking about him." So he just said William DeVoe looked creepy, and I was like, "Well, he's supposed to look." I, I researched it. The I think James Wan, I think it was his name, that directed the movie. He director. He yeah. wanted them to look similar to fish, like as they were moving through the water or if they were standing up. You know, he wanted those features. And I'm like, all the colorful features and the underwater activity. It was meant to look like that because it's an underwater kingdom. We don't want it to look like humans. We want it to look like similar to humans, but we want features of you know people that would live underwater are for lack of a better phrase fish you know more similar right to fish because they were able to see long distances you know breathe water you know all that stuff they wanted that and i just think aquaman to me i liked one i didn't like how they set them up in justice league like i told you guys i think aquaman should have went before justice league but i liked how they set up um, both of the villains, and then yeah. I also I also liked how they told in the beginning they told the story, you know, of one of the villains to you know gave a little backstory of who he was and how he came to who he was. And then they also talked about Aquaman's mother, so they gave a history, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. And then they put that whole whose kingdom it is, it is Aquaman's a bastard, you know, kid. They put all that story to rest and they yeah. end. But they also left the door open for the actual new villain. You know what I'm saying? And spoiler right. alert if, if you haven't watched it, you know. But I just oh my <laughs> <yeah>. god, <laughs> they cut his they cut his gills. He drowned. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> not the gills. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, that's why I like Old Man at number three. Yeah, oh. it was a close three. Hilarious. Yeah. All right, Noah. All right. Now, what do we pick? No. Off of the movie side of things, it's more into the Netflix stuff, but Daredevil was really good. That first season yeah. and the character of Daredevil, um, I, yeah. I really like that character and that idea that you've got somebody that's considered, you know, handicapped. They're blind, and yet they make up it up with their other senses tenfold that he can see things that no one else can see. And, you know, he can fight the way right. no one else can fight. And it's just a really cool character to come out of something like somebody with a disability. Uh, but the first season of, of Daredevil on Netflix was great. Um, another character that doesn't kill people. Um, that's part of his dilemma is that he's very religious, yet he goes out and fights crime and beats people up, but he doesn't kill. He takes it to that point where he's got to go to confession, mm. but he doesn't get sent to hell for committing murder. I will not lie. I only watched five episodes. Oh. So I don't I don't want to lie on myself oh. like that. Because <laughs> I know KT was gonna call me out because I never finished it. 
Uh, <laughs> I know. I finished it. I was gonna say because I watched all, I watched all three seasons of Daredevil, and I actually really liked it. Based on the uh, the Netflix version of it, they actually did a very good job, I think, with that better than they yeah. did with Jessica Jones or that uh, that oh, Golden yeah. Hand Boy, Iron Fist. Iron, oh, Fist. Iron Fist. That was the first one was just they, that they, first one was, was just better. Dumb. The second but, season was better. Yeah, they missed they missed it a was. lot of opportunity. On it was just. In general, yeah. I think, you know. Uh, the first season, me, you, and Noah could have directed. Well, it, but, you know, well, that's just... <laughs> almost <laughs> yeah. in our spare time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing our second yeah. job, not even our primary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That we got a weekend. So oh, good. boy. All right. Go ahead, Rich. What you got? Because oh, I already yeah, went with right. my number well, four. Well, my number four is, which is a close three, was Doctor Strange. And mm. let me explain to you why. Let it rip. Yeah. Well, I like him. I like see, him. A lot of people don't like Doctor Strange. My thing was that, you know, I liked the whole mystic arts, the whole yeah. magic aspect of it. And I, I thought that was lacking, like, out of all the superheroes that they had brought so far. You know, they didn't have magic. I'm like, magic has to come in here soon. You know, in, in some type of way, when mm-hmm. they got Doctor Strange there, like I told, they told a, a good backstory. He, like, like you say, uh, with Iron Man, he was a little arrogant in the beginning. But, mm-hmm. you know, I like how they, they took him low with his accident and they built him all the way back up. Into something, yeah. into something that was, right. uh, you know, he believed in something that really wasn't real. Like uh, right. he believed, like the other. I don't want to say cult because that's a bad word, but he believed like the other followers that, right. was, you know, the uh, I can't think of her name, but the the one they call it the one. I think the one, but right, but the ancient, the one. ancient one. There you go. That she was, you know, actually a good person, which she was a good person, but. She did have a dilemma of she used dark magic. You know what I'm saying? But she knew right. that she really wasn't the one, that he was the one that was supposed to take that place farther. And then I also like that at the end, they left it open for interpretation of what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. So they could go a number of ways. So Doctor Strange was my number four for that. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Nice one. And you know, when you compare him and Tony Stark, both very arrogant characters, um, even Stark, you know, when he was killed um, in the very first one and have to, having to get his heart rebuilt, even that was, I guess, his moment of being mm-hmm. reborn uh, into a new person, even though he was still arrogant, but still that heart that he had is, I think, the only thing that grounded him when he went a little bit too far because he realized without that, exactly. he honestly was nothing. Exactly. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I can see that. Noah, you sound like you want to add something to that. No, I just, I, I've always liked Doctor yeah, Strange because my dad always had an affinity for the, like you were saying, the mystic arts, yeah. the magic aspect of it. Um, you know, that was back in the 60s when, you know, that whole astral projection and the whole psychic experience. So Doctor Strange, I really like the idea that you've got somebody that's into magic, that's into the astral projection, you know, from when they started back in the 60s. 
with the counterculture of the psychedelic drugs, like you're saying too, the, that redemption of the character between you know um, between Tony Stark, um, all of the all of the characters really they have that you know redemption to some way, shape, or form. But um, yeah, I like Doctor Strange a lot. Yeah. I thought that was a great movie that really did it justice, and you know all of it, the whole thing was really good. Good bad guys, good heroes. I think the two movies that they really can build on for this next phase is Black Panther and Doctor Strange. If they do them right, I think because yeah. those are only only two strong holdovers, you know. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, who's it on you? Hmm. Go ahead. I no. All right. No, it was no. No, just add into yours. What do you have next? I'll one? round it out with. Um, I, I got to give it to Wonder Woman for really doing a good job with making a good movie. Um, woman director, woman star. She didn't play over the top. It wasn't too cutesy. It was a little bit, and um, I just thought it was really good. So, and I just love Gal Gadot. So, yeah, she's hot. She's there. Hot. You go. I can marinate. Marinate on that. She's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Well, my last one to round off the superheroes oh, would oh. be Hulk. And partly because, um, I mean, I guess, you know, up until he got his ass whooped by Thanos, um, the Hulk, to, yeah, to the point where he was scared, um, to me, the Hulk was probably the only one that was not controllable. You had a superhero, so to speak, but he was the only one that was, it was kind of like the opposite of Superman. Right. But when the Hulk was there, they couldn't tell the Hulk what to do. The Hulk did what the Hulk wanted to do. So exactly. they were kind of lucky yeah. that he was on their side. Yeah. Yeah, because. But that's my boy the right there. Half, you know, to basically. be honest with you, I didn't like him like when they brought him back as like the half human, half Hulk. I didn't. No, I didn't like that. I liked. I liked it in, in Ragnarok when you've got um, Bruce Banner that's scared to become the Hulk and, you know, he's fighting with himself. That was funny as can be, man. Yeah, I didn't like how he was in was the end game. I didn't like how he was yeah. in the game. I, I was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that the, whatever that was yeah, they did smart, was kind of stupid. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Okay. Well, yeah. my number five uh, was Deadshot, uh, as y'all can see. You know, I thought well, well, yeah, Dan Shot. Oh, yeah. I thought that, you know, yeah. I'm sure I liked good. his character because um, I did a, you know, I liked how they put him up against Batman in that one little scene in Suicide Squad. Because I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do like a spinoff or, you know, with Will Smith because, you know, he's a big actor. But I liked his traits. You know, he can kill anybody from however many feet. You know, he's a deadly assassin. He can track people. Yeah, he's all about money and getting paid. But that one little vulnerability is his daughter. So, you know, he does yeah. have that humanistic side. Right. You know, and then I like that ultimately in Suicide Squad, right. he did the right thing. You know, there you go. He did the right thing. And then mm-hmm. what I didn't like was when he did the right thing, they screwed him over. You know, but uh, I was hoping that in Suicide Squad 2, they would bring everybody back and then remake the story and they, you know, fix what they did in Suicide Squad 1, but it's not going to happen, so Deadshot was 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 my guy, and uh, one of my favorite scenes when he was in there, and the guy wanted to see if he was really accurate, and he just kept shooting the, 
the pistol in the hole and the same bullet was going through the hole. Or he was shooting different bullets through the same <laughs> hole. You know, and the guy was getting scared. I can't even think of the actor's name. He was getting scared, and that was pretty good. Yeah. Scene. But, yeah, Deadshot is my number five, so I'm good with that. Will Smith did a good job. I like that. Yes, movie. he did. So, yeah, that that was a good movie. It had a couple weak spots and a couple bad. The Gator guy was boring. The Boomerang guy was boring, but yeah, I thought it had some good points. Well, it was decent, but uh, that shot was really the only highlight for me. Well, supposedly James Gunn is it James Gunn, the guy who did Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? Um, his version of Suicide Squad apparently is going to be a little bit better. And I think they've toned down Harley Quinn a little bit, and she's not going to be as yep. over the top as she was. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward so, to that just to see what they it's do. Promising. What he does different. I'm gonna let you guys that. go watch the it, old- then if it's good, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say the only difference is, is that Will Smith won't be in it as Deadshot because they said he had schedule conflicts. So initially, they said Idris Elba was going to play Deadshot, but then they decided to change that, and he's going to play. I think they said Deathstroke he was going to play instead, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I could be wrong. Yeah, so anyway, that was moving all on. my uh, heroes right there. Pretty decent list. Man, my what you got for your villains, boy, Noah? I had, I had, to me, my villains were my best part of this whole. But go ahead, though. Go ahead. All right, I'll lead it off. So I look at villains like, um, you know, there's that, what, what makes them the villain? Are they evil? Are they chaotic? This is why I'm saying this, right? So his adversary is Superman, the guy that could do anything to anybody on Earth and get away with it, basically. That's his nemesis. So he, he's like the, you know, brainiac villain, but he's taken on the world's most powerful entity, and um, he finds his weaknesses and leverages that. And I didn't like Jesse Eisenberg as Superman, I re- um, the original. I thought that he played it a little bit campy, but just serious enough that um, he was really good. Um, but that's what I liked about Lex Luthor, that he picks Superman to be his adversary. And that's, that's who he goes up against. That's the fight he picks is, is Superman. So Okay. There you good go. choice. Once again. On my list, I'm not That's going for ever again. Are we? Are we still doing one to five? Like, <laughs> we, I guess we, we don't have to, but room. I mean, Noah's already talked no. about my number two. So my number two on my list was Lex Luthor for very similar reasons. Um, and you're right, Jesse Eisenberg as Luthor was kind of weird. Um, but there is, uh, what's his name? John Cryer played Luthor in oh. Supergirl, and he actually was. He actually was very good um, because he kind of played him a little campy, but when he was evil, you know, you could kind of tell that he was really, you know, sticking it to somebody or whatever, and not just in a campy kind of way, like you know, like the old Batman. Right. Um, so, um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I felt that showed Lex Luthor to be the intelligent, you know, super intelligent person that he's supposed to be. And I think played a lot better than I think any because I think Jesse Eisenberg played him mm. like he was manic. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like his. Which I didn't care. No. But I don't care for Jesse Eisenberg that much anyway. Yeah, he's all right, but that was not the best. But the whole Justice League had problems, and yeah. Well, that's true. Okay. So anyway, well, well so that I'm was going, my one. But go, go ahead, Rich. You can pick one. Two one. 
I just got to do that. I'm sorry. I know I'm bucking the trend, but I'm going to go five to one. And my number five is uh, Ebony Maw from the Black Order. I liked him because Ooh. he was th- basically he was Thanos' right hand man. And like he said in uh, was Infinity War, he never failed Thanos and he wasn't about to. When he had Doctor Strange uh, levitated with those ice picks to his head, he's like, what, whatever I got to do to separate mm-hmm. your head or your neck from that, that stone, I will do it. <laughs> and I, I was like, man, this dude is serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, I've never felt Thanos and I'm not going to start right now. And uh, I mean, he had great powers. He was like telekinesis. He could fly. He could uh, super smart. You know, he had some elements of magic, you know, and uh, he, to me, out of the Black Order, he was definitely the top dog in those four people. He was the lead, and I hated to see him die. Yeah. I hated to see him die, spoiler alert. And then he was, he was also Thanos' <laughs> right-hand man, you know. Uh, even when he died, when they told him when they got to uh, Titan, Thanos' planet, they were like... Uh, Thanos is like, man, you killed the Maw. He was like, I'm going to grieve him because, you know, he, he never failed me. So I was like, okay. But Ebony Maw, definitely. I wanted to see the Black Order more and have more in-depth of where they came from, but I guess they didn't have enough time. But Ebony Maw was not number five. Yeah, you say that. I, in um, Infinity War, I was actually very disappointed how quickly exactly. they kind of got rid of him. Yeah, you know, I felt like they should have stuck around a little bit longer. It shouldn't have been as easy for them to, you know, basically just exactly. kill them all off like that. I agree. I wanted more character development, you know, but I guess they didn't have enough time in the movie, you know, to do all of that. So I guess. Right. But anyway, that's, yeah, they were just Thanos. Yeah, that's my number. Yeah, it would have made it would have made Infinity War and Endgame like you know six hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was my number five. <laughs> all right no go ahead man all right so you know like we're talking like i said you know when you talk about the comics you go back and forth um i thought that in the avengers the villain for you know when loki was the villain he was fantastic um tom hiddleston does a great character for loki um and in avengers he was just straight up against them the whole time um, you know, later on he comes back and he's I'm Thor's brother and I love you, man. And it was all nice and fun. Um, but when he was in Avengers, he just comes in and he just starts kicking ass and taking names and just sarcastic and snide and you know, and then it was really the good interaction between him and, and um uh, Black Widow when she kind of plays him. But he was just he was so good in that. That was he made the Avengers the person. Such a good movie as the villain, yeah. The first one as the villain, he was, yeah, yeah I like Loki, so yeah, he was. But like I said, he comes back, that and he comes the- all happy and good and helps everyone. And uh, that was probably the best part that he was in in the first Avengers because he actually was the yeah. villain. I think after that, they kind of softened him up a little bit and kind of made him exactly. more the comic relief more yeah. than actual. I want to see his show, I'm, character. I wanna, I'm anticipating that to see, yeah. You know, if they can pull that off, I would. I would watch yeah. that definitely. I would watch that. So, mm. okay, it's a good one. All right. Okay, my next one. My next one in zero order. Actually, I'm going to go backwards. 
Um, my next one I'm going to choose here, strangely enough, is Doomsday. Okay. Mm. And the reason is because Doomsday was really supposed to be unstoppable. Um, the one thing Superman couldn't kill, the one thing that uh-huh. actually killed Superman. Yeah. Um, and that's what he was designed for. So uh, it, it it was almost like he actually created um, the perfect villain that no one or nothing could ever stop. Yeah. So, and I've seen that one play portrayed in different ways. I mean, it was in uh, Batman Superman, but I also watched. Uh, I see. I didn't Krypton, watch that. I, I gotta think watch. It was called, and they. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's way back before. I think it's uh, Superman's dad's a young kid, you know, like a, a 20-year-old or whatever he is at that point. So it's like way before Superman. Um, but they even kind of brought up Doomsday then. So it was almost like Doomsday had already been created, but he had he'd been caged and was not mm-hmm. let out because of how powerful Okay. So, so yeah, Doom, Doomsday on my list right there. I got to do some research. Okay, it's on me. Right. Well, these last you four, man, I, I struggled because I love all these characters and I'm trying to put them in order. I, I definitely know my number one, but these other three, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I guess, okay, I guess my number four will be General Zod. I struggle with that because, man, he is a good villain. General Zod, he's a super soldier. He's just as strong as Superman. He's not a politician. You know what I'm saying? He was for yeah. he was right. for the people. Right. He he carried out orders. And when he was fighting mm-hmm. Superman and when he was fighting Superman's father, or or even mm-hmm. the council, he told him it's not personal. It's not personal. This right. is what we gotta do. It's not personal. He was like, I'll do whatever I have to do to make it happen. You know what I'm right. saying? And I I like that aspect of it, which I think he went about it the wrong way, but I like, you know, that he, him and his henchmen, you know, they went about it uh, systematically, just like soldiers, you know? He was like, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. And I just think that, uh, I can't think of the character's name who played General Zod, but uh, I see his face. I can't think of his name. But uh, Uh, Michael Michael Shannon. Michael, Michael Sh- yeah, he was awesome, man. He Just was his, really good. He was awesome. Yeah, his, he uh, was good. Yeah. How he carried out his lines, how his facial yeah. expression, and he was Zod. Yeah. He was Zod. He was. And to me, yeah, go I ahead. Think, I was going to say very powerful for the fact that he was not really in the entire movie. Exactly, yeah. And I just... Yeah. When he was there, yeah. it was like, you noticed. Exactly. So General Zod was yeah, my number four. Good. That was hard for me to put him at number four, man, because he was such a good character. But anyway, these other the other ones are great. Well, I'm gonna say this before Noah gets started. That was my number four. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, so it's my turn, right? Is it my turn? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So I, you know, but I'm not really doing an order of things. I just kind of looked at the villains, and you know, like I said, I. I I think to be a real villain, you have to be just pure evil and, you know, for the sake of evil. And um, like Thanos is my next one because he was the big bad guy in the Avengers and throughout all of the the Marvel, you know, cinematic universe basically up till now. But um, what I didn't like is that 
and I guess this is what makes him a real villain, is that he was just psychotic. He was crazy. He wanted to kill people. Once he had all the Infinity Stones and the, the Infinity Gauntlet, he could have doubled all the resources. He could have doubled everything. You know, make people consume half as much. But instead, he dis- he killed half the population everywhere. Mm. And I just, when you look at it that way, it's like, okay, this guy's just a straight-up villain. There's there's nothing redeemable about him. He wasn't doing it for the right reason, so to speak. <laughs> sure, he was thinking that. But you look at the the devastation of all the people. Like he said, they'll, they'll get over it. They'll thank me. It's like, no. You've got parents missing kids, kiss, kids missing parents siblings families it's like no that was not cool that you know was what? not cool so it, it's he al- was a very good villain for that it's almost like when uh you know what was it 2018 and 19 when it was putting those kids in cages man you know us americans we thought we were doing the right thing <laughs> now just let me let it go or <laughs> 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 we went over to the middle east man we thought we were doing the right thing over there weapons of mass destruction anyway yeah no, <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry about that I was just that's all right that we, we we were seeing we were seeing dollar signs <laughs> thanos, is, thanos is thinking of people man he's yeah. doing it for the reasons you know the right reasons <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah all right thanos Curious. i like thanos mm. well as i said generals uh that was my number oh, four yeah, that's right that's right he was just absolutely Great in that movie, but mm. all right. Well, right. Yeah. So it's on me, huh? All right. Let me see. I got three more. How I'm gonna? Okay. Flip the coin. Hella. Hella, the goddess of death. I think that's what they call her. Man, Kate Blanchard. I think say that role. She was awesome, and it surprised Mm -hmm. me because I knew nothing Mm -hmm. about her. But when I went back and researched and I saw her in the movie, I was like, yeah. And the way she came onto the scene, the way they uh, they portrayed on the story, you know, they it was before Thor, you know. So uh, I think they got away with doing it however they wanted to do it. But then they also made uh, Thor's father, Odin, accountable for what he did. Yeah, he knew he was wrong. He knew he turned his child into basically a murderous villain. She didn't right. care, and I think I like that Marvel gave finally gave a woman. Well, they gave, you know, they have women in there, but they gave a woman villain that much power. To me, I think they can bring they can bring yeah. her back. I don't know how, but they can bring her back, and she would be hmm, yeah a formidable adversary because. Man, she had no heart. To me, her and Thanos all together, if they could have worked that out, oh, man. Let me tell you. She was strong. She was super intelligent. She she moved like a general, so she reminded me of General Zod. She moved like a general. You know what I'm saying? She'd been around for thousands of years, and she knew everything mm-hmm. Odin knew. So, you know, mm-hmm. he knew when she was coming back, he was like, it's going to be tough, fellas. He told him as he was disintegrating, it's going to be, you know. Yeah. So, Hello was my number. That's why, he, that's, that's why he said, and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he left him like that. That was messed up. You did. You did. Yeah, so Hello. That was my number three. Back on oh. the Noah. Back on the Noah. What's your All right, three? So, I guess I'd have to say the Sentinels of the X-Men. Pick? Um, because they were hmm. 
you know, it, it's it's like the Ultron. They're just programmed. And as far as villains go, they're able to mimic certain aspects of the X-Men. You know, they can mirror the powers and abilities. So as far as a yep. formidable villain in, in, a, in totality, the Sentinels, um, it's hard to beat mm-hmm. that. And when you look at the X-Men, uh, was it Days of Future Past? They kicked their butt. They won, yes. basically. Um, Pretty much. You know, so it's, it's, that was a good one. Yeah, the Sentinels. Okay, I like that. I wasn't expecting that. Nope, me neither. Mm-mm. You actually said that, and I was like, I actually don't even remember the who they are. Yeah. I wasn't, I'd have to go watch that movie again. I wasn't expecting that. Out of nowhere, bam. Yeah, I, I can't well, even add much because I would have nope. to go. I have to go watch it again now. Research something. Yeah. Well, my number three in that respect was the Joker. Mm. Now, which one? Which one? And it was well, obviously the Heath Ledger Wait a Wait a version. We on, num- we on number two, right? Oh, counting down. I think we're getting close to two. Yeah. Oh, you you are right. Number two, because I already said my other number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Noah beat me to it. Um, but Heath Ledger's Joker was the by far the best portrayal of that character. Um, and I've seen pretty much mm-hmm. all of them, to be honest with you. I agree. So, uh, just the way he played it—the maniacal, the vicious—he's an, he's an, the... an anarchist. But here, here's my here's my thing about the Joker, though. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. I talked with one of our colleagues about this too. To me, it sometimes represents his character represents humans also because when they get beaten down so much that they go to the most primitive sense of who they are and it's just total craziness you know when you've been beaten down if you've seen the Joe Kim Noah uh, Joker um, you know he was just at that point where he nothing else mattered at that point you know he was like screw it all burn it all down Heath Ledger was awesome man that's my number one Joker and I'll let you know KT that was my number two so we're just gonna you know, do it together. Yeah, well, the, uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker also to me was a good portrayal because it was very different. Yes, it, um, it, it was more of a guy that had a mental disorder, mm-hmm. but I, I liked how they kind of put the Bruce Wayne storyline in there ever so slightly. It wasn't a major part of the story, but they just tied it in just a little mm-hmm. bit. But it was really just going crazy. Yeah, and I think. People don't realize the Joker was a smart guy. He was not stupid. Yeah. He was ruthless, yeah. though. And like I said, he was an anarchist and he was a psychological villain. Yeah. He made people see the worst sides of themselves and he prayed He prayed on them. You know what I'm saying? He prayed on them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I, I'll take the, one of the best things. Oh, go ahead. No, I was go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I like him for the idea that he's just, you know, chaotic and psychotic. And he didn't care about anybody, so nothing mattered. Yeah, and one of the scenes from uh, Heath Ledger's Joker that I think of, I thought about last night was the one when he walked in and uh, he had captured, um, I can't think of the guy's name, but he was like the leader of whatever group that wanted to take over the Joker. And this is when he was trying to form his, uh, his little army. He came in, he said, all right, right, I got one spot. 
and it was two dudes. So he just broke the pool stick and he threw it down and he said, go, whoever lives is on my crew and the other person dies. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's the joker right there. That's how he lives right. his life. You know, no rhyme right. or yeah. reason. Total so chaos. Anyway. Exactly. Very good. Exactly. So that was my number two. So we can just move right on back to Noah. Well, because uh, well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in uh, the position where that was mine. So with with Heath Ledger, <laughs> pretty much like you said, but you know the way he played the character, you know, yeah, it was a totally chaotic person, had really no rhyme or reason. When they said that in in the movie, some people just want to watch the world burn. That was like, ooh, man, exactly. that's a good villain. There is no reason that he does anything yes. other than he just. There's no reason. He's just. Yeah, he didn't nope, want money. You nope. can't corrupt him. He doesn't want money. No nope, pure evil. No rhyme or reason. Just screw it all. Hate everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, yeah. I hated to see that guy wow. go, man, because I wanted to see if he could reprise that role and where he could take it. But man, the Joker was awesome. Yeah. So the jo- so the Joker was up there for us, mm. huh? He sure yeah. was. Yeah, he was my number two. Well, it's on you, KT. Well, this will be my last one then. Yep. Killmonger. Oh. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yep. Killmonger. That was my number one. Man. The, the, the reason really is because I felt Killmonger was more of an anti-hero yes. more than a villain. Um, because once again, you know, they portrayed him as a soldier that, but like you said, followed commands, did what he was told. Um, but then also was enlightened by, you know, the pain and the struggles that his people had gone through and felt like, you know, this, the, the, the Wakandians or whatever you want to call them should have been there to help them out Mm -hmm. and really could have just said, you know, why weren't you there? Like you guys are the elitists. Look at us, and we're the ones who are struggling. Exactly. So I, I get the the deep seated pain. I get the deep seated hurt that he felt. That it just turned to anger, and it wasn't. A, I'm coming to the table. I'm asking. It was. I'm taking exactly. Because we've waited long man, enough. Let me tell you. So Michael B. Jordan stole the show in Black Panther. Man, he was. He, did. he, he did. was yeah. great, man, and. uh I wear it, I wear this shirt all the time. It says Killmonger was right. And I don't think a lot of people right? understand yeah. what I'm saying when I when I wear that. <laughs> they, yeah. What he was saying don't. was right. How he went about doing it was probably not the best way to do it. But one of my favorite scenes in the movie that shows that speaks to him, because Killmonger was a super soldier, super intelligent, very uh military. But when he was fighting Black Panther. He said, man, I've killed people on like three continents. <laughs> he was like, I've done everything for this country just to get to this moment. I'm like, man, when the dude got fire in his eyes like that, there's no, it's no right. stopping him. There's no stopping nope. him. And then he had, for every one of his kills, he had oh, no man. dots yeah. on his body. I'm like, man. <laughs> Covered. I'm like, man. Covered. Dude, it's crazy. I said, but he's determined to get where he need. He doesn't care who's in his way. He's getting to Wakanda to take was like KT said was rightfully his. So that was my number one too. Yeah. Eric Killmonger. And, and you know, you know what I liked about it too was at the end of the movie 
you almost could see the kinship between him and T'Challa mm-hmm. when they almost kind of realize at the same time, you know, what's going on. And actually, if we could work together, we could actually be okay. But Killmonger was right. like, yeah, I'm just not about exactly. that. And that's not going to happen. So it, it was... It was um, it was almost like looking and going, yeah, it's too late yeah, for that. Yeah, we passed that. You know, yeah, we should have done this five hundred years ago. Um, even though Charles like thinking, I got nothing to do with it, but it was just that that moment that unfortunately, you know, Killmonger had to go because he wanted yes, it, and not well, for any other reason. Yeah, I mean, he was so, defeated, so you know, he and as a soldier, yeah. he knew I'm done, I'm I'm out, and that was a shame. Yeah. But you know, like. Yep. Like I said, he he was not really he was a villain for the right reasons. I really hope they bring yeah. him back. He I was. hope they bring him back some kind of way. Well, if anything, they might bring him back as a, as a you know another good guy, so to speak, along the way. Or maybe or an redeemed. Ancestor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but man, Michael B. Let me tell you, he stole the oh, yeah. show. He was man. he was he stole the show. So he was great. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. That was my five. Yeah, that's my five, man. That's my five villains. I don't know, man. Uh, I still think Batman is a superhero. <laughs> Conversation for another day. We can do an entire podcast on whether or not Batman and Tony Stark and all those other rich boys are actual superheroes. Just super rich. people, people. If you listen to this podcast, let me know how you feel. Is Batman a superhero yeah. or not? Let us know. Yeah, that, that's a great. That's yeah, what defines? We need to know that for you. Yes. Yeah. Bruce Wayne's superpower so. is he was a billionaire. That's a now superpower. I will say this. Yeah. I'll say this. Well, it's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's superpower was Thomas Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Because Thomas Wayne got all that money. Yeah, Bruce just, just kind of inherited the entitled all. little piece of. <laughs> now here's here's exactly here's same thing with Tony Stark that I'll put out there is that when we talk about like who's the hero and, and why are they the hero, is that we don't say Tony Stark, although we do a little bit, but it's more of Iron Man. That's the yes. superhero. Right. Batman is right. a superhero. Exactly. Right. You got the you got the people exactly. that are you know Correct. Bruce Wayne and uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, they're heroes, but the superhero right. is their alter ego. Exactly. Right. True that. Well, alter ego, better than saying superhero. <laughs> but when they're that alter ego, they are the superhero. Yeah. yeah. Superhero, Superman, Thor. Hey, I didn't see Thor putting Super- a gauntlet on in Endgame. I that's saw true. Iron Man doing it. No. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, Thor, yeah. Hey, but yeah. Thor went for the head. Eventually. He did. He did. So, boom. He did. But if he'd have done that in the first Infinity War, yeah. we wouldn't be there. Yeah. Then he wouldn't have got drunk and fat. But that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Lebowski. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, that wraps up a, another episode of A Conversation with Open Minds. I hope you enjoyed talking about superheroes or even listening to us talk about superheroes. hope we picked one of yours. If not, let us know who your favorite is. You can find us on Facebook and do so. So with that being said, be nice to everybody out there and try to remember to always have a conversation with an open mind.